Hello, and welcome to One Controller Report Podcast, episode 53. I'm Benjamin Yoder. I have news today I want to talk about. I feel like it's been a while since I've had had some, like, a decent set of news stories <laughs> that I would like to, to, to talk uh, about. So here I am today talking to you about news stories that are of the video game variety, not of not of those any of those other filthy varieties of other news stories. Um so yeah, let's let's jump right into it. Uh, I don't think if you if you if you well, let me actually let me go ahead and and say something about <laughs> the content I've been putting out recently. Um I've been working on a handful of things, uh, particularly the the website itself um and then between like doing that and then like working on the xenoblade video and then also like before that i was like trying to get stream stuff up and then before that was doing the final Fantasy 11 data mining stuff i feel like the quality of the content i've been putting out like like the blog or the the podcasts and the and the streams or whatever those are just kind of there uh but like the articles i feel like they're just they're 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 just kind of like enough to get by right now and I feel kind of bad about that it's more of just like I'm just putting out what I can in the meantime while I'm working on these other things so I I do want to apologize about that if you did like the more recent stuff then like great (laughs) thanks thanks for liking it a lot of it's stuff that I didn't publish in the past or I used for a different purpose and and didn't really like advertise it so I I clean it up and put it out and I don't, I mean, a lot of that stuff is a few years old now, so, so it's, it's been a little, a little slow. I have to apologize for that. Um, so if you have been interested in my, my other content, sorry, um, I'm working, hopefully once, once I get the website to a position that I can get it, you know, up and running and everything, um, then, um, then we'll, I'll be able to focus more on actually getting stuff um, actual articles and more videos, um, started from scratch and to keep going. Um, so yeah, thanks. Thanks for sticking around. If you're here, I'm Benjamin Yoder. <laughs> um, so yeah, so thanks for listening and I will, um, and let's talk about some stuff. Um, speaking of Final Fantasy 11, uh, I think if you, if you're in the Final Fan, if you're in the Final Fantasy 11 realm these days, um, you might have uh, might have heard that there's actually some screenshots I got out there for the Final Fantasy XI mobile game. So don't confuse this with Final Fantasy XI um, Grandmasters, uh, that thing that I wrote about two, three years ago now. Um, Grandmasters is a different mobile game. Um, it's like this little chibi Crystal Chronicles looking mobile game, um, and it's not the, the Final Fantasy XI, the more mainline Final Fantasy XI uh, mobile game. Uh, I don't know if port would be the right word, but remake, possibly. It's hard to say because we don't really know what kind of content's in there. But they put out a handful of screenshots, and uh, I'll go ahead and put it in the description if you want to open it up and look at it, because I'm sure it's heck not important in this podcast, because <laughs> the time editing, hey, you know, maybe I'll... Uh, no, no, I, I won't even open that can of worms. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting to see, because, you know, Final Fantasy XI is an old game, because, like, 2002, and and, like, even before that... Um, unless you're looking at like the original trailer for that game, it's kind of looked how it's looked for a good long time. I mean, obviously there's over the years, all the expansions have kind of their own, 
uh, art style and some of the character models even look better in those but it's still definitely within the confines of that world and that that hardware the PlayStation 2 um, and it's, it's interesting to see because this is running on like Unreal Engine 4 and I don't think the character models look that great honestly I think they look kind of <laughs> kind of like generic budget Unreal character models but hey you know it's hard to tell these are actually really small screenshots they just came from like a job posting that uh, I think a Nexon or that Nexon put up um, that kind of showed the game off, but I do think the environments actually look pretty good. Uh, maybe less so like the, like the grass textures and things like that, and more of just like everything has kind of this like slightly pastel look to it. I'm not sure the best way to describe it. It's like, it's it's like somewhere between <laughs> realistic and 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 having like just a, like a little smidge of something added to it, and I actually I actually like that a lot. I think you can really see it in the um, the screenshot, which is in that, like, uh, uh, canyon area, if that's, if that's Taikori Canyon or whatever, also saying Final Fantasy XI names out loud is the worst, uh, in the canyon, and then, like, <laughs> another Final Fantasy XI name, Jusselba Just, Outpost, <laughs> the, the orc camp by Sandoria. I think these two screenshots there, uh, really show off the um the kind of look for the environment of the game but i i feel like the character models could use some some work but hey it's very these pictures are very tiny so it's hard to see um so yeah i'm i'm, I'm still really interested to see what they do i mean I'm, I'm not particularly familiar with mobile mmos i know those have definitely been a thing uh probably for a handful of years now at this point um and seeing square try to to like push a push Final Fantasy XI into the space um, is exciting because I think inevitably the question is what do you do with Final Fantasy XI today? You know, Final Fantasy XI by by the, <laughs> if only by the nature of its name, it's an important game for Square Enix. <laughs> um, but even more so, you know, it, it it made a lot of money and um, and it's definitely a title that I don't think they want to just fade into nothingness. Um, uh, but you know, you, on, on PC, you have Final Fantasy 14 as kind of their flagship MMO. So you have to, have to do something, especially with the age of Final Fantasy 11 these days. So I think this is, this is actually like a really nice way to repurpose the brand and say, Hey, we're going to make our move into like a mobile MMO space, uh, using, using this game that, you know, otherwise, would just fade off into nothingness. It's a, it's amazing to me that that game's still going, but you know, EverQuest One is still going. Um, they did also have like a developer, uh, uh, developer interview in Famitsu where they talked about the possibility of the offline version. And I'll always say this: like, offline Final Fantasy Eleven doesn't make any sense. Not only from a, not only from a business perspective, which I, I think I can always say like, oh, it's going to cost too much money to do this. Yes. And it's not going to sell as many units to do this. Yes. Um, so from a business perspective, I think you could definitely look at it and say, no, like people, this, this isn't going to work. If you put it out as like a, you know, 20, 30, $40 game at, at the very least. Uh, if even, even worse, if you put it at like a full price. But the, the other thing is, is there's so much content in Final Fantasy 11 and while the game's definitely playable by yourself these days, like with the trust NPCs, which are basically like NPCs you can summon to be in your party, I think you lose a lot from not being able to play the game with other people. Um, and also the game's not balanced for that, really. Um, I feel like if you're going to... 
they'd have to rebalance a ton of content and like rethink of how how to make this stuff enjoyable um to to a modern player um that isn't just oh let's let's give you a bunch of npcs so you can power your way through this fight basically um it's it's a hard question and i don't think it's one that has any justifiable cost <laughs> associated as being able to repurpose it and you're not gonna you're not gonna put final fantasy 11 offline out and then sell you know however a million copies you know it's it's probably going to be a pretty small group of people who who purchase it i think it'd be you know in the context of final fantasy like, it would probably be uh, or in the contents of like context of any any game i think it would sell a decent amount but like not i i would be surprised if it breaks five hundred thousand. you know i i don't think it would ever get anything above that it just seems like such a bad idea i'm saying five hundred thousand, but like really what <laughs> i don't even know maybe even less than that i i I would be surprised if it got to five or thousand even. Um, yeah, I just I just don't see an offline Final Fantasy making business sense. I don't think it's worth the time for Square Enix, but hey, you know, if they did did it or did do it, I would buy it <laughs> just just so I could have access to it. Obviously I would love that. I just think you know, it makes no sense. Um, I've definitely seen people over the years argue that it does make sense, but I think that's I think that's talking from a very illogical perspective on on that kind of stuff says the man who is always like a company should stop doing what works and and reinvent themselves over and over again because <laughs> every time somebody puts out a game that's like really heavily based off their last success i'm like oh these guys are just getting lazy <laughs> even though they probably should just make the money while they can but you know business models uh so yeah final fantasy 11 mobile i'm curious to play it whenever it shows up I would love for it to also be on PC. I'm not much of a phone user. So I'm I feel perfectly okay being able to play a phone game on a PC if I can, but you know, we'll see. I mean, I don't think that would be the like I wouldn't want that to be the main platform though. Um just because, you know, it's you know. You know, that's that's Final Fantasy 14's already in that space. But eh, you know, eh, yeah. Let's let's stop talking about that. Uh, let's talk about something else. Something maybe a bit more, um, a bit more newsy, I guess. Is um, is all those uh visual novels getting you know, warnings essentially on Steam for being taken down. Um, I don't use Steam very often. I use it for PUBG, and that's about it. Like I probably have about 40, 50 games on Steam, which I think for is a very small amount compared to most people. And most of those games are gifted to me. Um, I don't think Steam is a bad platform. I just personally don't really use it that much. Um, it's, it's you know, it's I don't use a PC launcher for a lot of games frequently. As I say, as I have a DMM games launcher sitting here that I haven't used in, I don't know, six months now? It feels like six months. Whenever I played Venus Vacation. Um, and at the end of the day, like... So if, if you don't know, basically... Um, Valve put out a, a warning to a bunch of visual novel developers. I don't know if it's anyone outside of visual novels, but basically it was like, hey, this content is deemed inappropriate by our... I don't know if they're saying new guidelines or just by their guidelines and saying you got to adjust this or you're, we're delisting you in two weeks, which seems like a very short amount of time <laughs> to to push people to do that. Uh, I would think Valve would understand more than anyone that, uh, hey, uh, altering games probably takes some time um but hey you know you know anyways um 
So yeah, it just seems like a uh, well, a it's kind of short short notice. Um, but at the end of the day, it is their platform. Um, and and I really don't have too much problem with Steam saying, hey, we don't really want these titles associated with our platform. I am a little frustrated just because of how things have been handled to this point. Because it wasn't really like uncensored game. Like it wasn't so. So there was already some regulation on Steam regarding visual novels and how what kind of content could be in them. But then what would happen is people would sell that game on Steam, and then you would go to some other website or go to the the company's website. Um, to my understanding, I have never really done this, so I could be completely wrong. Feel free to let me know. I might be caught. This is all word of mouth that I'm I'm regurgitating here. So, but basically, you download a patch or put a file in that basically unlocks the censored version of the content, and uh, or uncensored, I should say. It's the uncensored version of the content. And I don't know. That just always seemed like a weird way to <laughs> to sell that stuff. Um, I I think if you know me as a person, like you'll know that I'm perfectly okay with games with sexual content being sold. I probably would say I wish the adult only rating was something that was allowed in stores and stuff. So, but you know, it's I think the reason why AO doesn't get used mainly more than anything is just because the retailers won't let you actually put stuff put stock shelves with AO games. Um, and obviously, you know, digital marketplaces are a whole other thing. I don't think you have to use the ESP, ESRB rating to get a uh, game on Steam. Now that I think about it, I guess ESRB is only for storefronts. <laughs> I never thought about that. Anyways, um, yeah, so like, uh, it's, it's, it's their platform on Steam, but I didn't really like how it was being handled before anyways, because it was basically, it reminds me a lot of like those, um, those like uh, old pachinko stories you used to hear. I don't know if these are real either, but basically like, you know, you go in Japan, you could play pachinko and then, you know, trade those in for an item, which you went to some other place nearby to trade in for money. It felt like a weird, a weird like workaround that probably shouldn't have been in place and shouldn't have been used as, as largely as it should. Um, but at the same time, so I guess the problem is, is that I don't particularly like that that uncensored content was so easily accessible or rather that it was a kind of just a part of the process. Like it felt like there was, hmm, I feel like that whole like, oh, here's this patch that lets you uncensor the game feels more like a workaround than it should or like, oh, like kind of going underhanded under the desk almost. I'm kind of like working out my feelings on this as I go. But it just, it, it feels like a dirty, a dirty trick of like, oh, we're going to sell you this censored game and then we're, and then you're going to go unlock the real stuff. Um, I, 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 I mean, it just feels weird. And then like, if the content is censored on Steam and that's acceptable, I feel like that stuff should remain on Steam as such. But, uh, you know, it's it's hard because, A, hey, Steam is their platform. They can make whatever decisions they want. And then Steam's also, like, the only big digital distribution platform, unfortunately, though. Um, I don't really know. Like, it's interesting because, like, visual novels have kind of a following now. And obviously not all of them are getting removed. But I feel like there is a, a desire for those kind of games that could, um, you know, stem off into, oh, you know, we can sell our games elsewhere. Uh, I don't think you'd get nearly as much exposure, though, is the big thing. Um... But yeah, I, I feel like it's a bad move on Steam's part. I feel like I'm doing a bad job explaining this. But basically, I don't have a problem with Steam saying, hey, don't put these games on here. I did have a problem with them, like that whole underhanded approach of like, hey, just patch your game to get the uncensored stuff. Um, but at the same time, like, I feel like Steam should probably just, hey, age gate anything that's, you know, you know, straight like hentai or something like that or, or pornography or anything like that. 
just say, hey, but hey, man, you got to be 18 year old, 18 year old, blah, 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 18 years old to buy this or something. So I don't know. I think I think my general feelings that I'm trying to get to is that um that I just don't feel particularly good about how it's being handled on Steam side or the visual novel people's side. It feels like there was just like it was like a way to slip, you know, hentai games onto this platform that didn't particularly allow them. But if you just went to their website, like, hey, just just download this. Yeah, I repeated that a handful of times now. But, uh, you know, I would love for people to, I would love for Steam to sell, you know, whatever you want on Steam. You know, whatever you want to do, just, you know, you know, if it needs to be 18 plus, do that and have, have a, have a place, something in place. But I'm sure it's a lot more complicated than that. That's why they're doing it. Uh, words. I said words right there. Welcome to the future. Let's do it. Let's do a fortune cookie. Let's say some more words. It's getting kind of late in this podcast, but let's do a fortune cookie. I feel like it today. I'm feeling good today. Come on. Come on. Open that cookie. Why aren't you opening that cookie? Bonkaito's Origins. I feel like I talked about this recently, but I don't think it was in the case of a fortune cookie. Uh, Monolith Soft game. You know, I'm a big, 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 big Monolith Soft fan. Um, and I don't know how much Monosoft content I've really done. I'm sure I've reviewed at Botankaito's Origins at some point. Anyways, yeah, I kind of feel maybe, maybe, maybe the position to take on this is I kind of feel like sequels are a bad thing for Monosoft. <laughs> um, I think they always do a really good job with their initial game. Like, I think Xenosaga is a very strong title, Xenosaga Episode 1. But then when you start looking at Xenosaga 2, as much as I like Xenosaga 2, I might like Xenosaga 2 more than Xenosaga 1. But uh, it starts getting a little weird in terms of like the pacing of the story and stuff. And um, and then mechanically got a lot more complicated, which apparently people did not like. Think you're crazy? But that's okay, we all like different things. <laughs> and then Xenosaga 3 is a trash fire that I don't want to talk about. But then yeah, with Botan Kaitos, like the original Botan Kaitos is a really interesting game with its like whole card system and stuff and and it is a turn-based game but it does have like a timer element so like whenever you start an action there's a timer that begins so like you can sit there and stare at your your hand as long as you want but the but essentially you're throwing out cards as many cards as you want for the most part or well i think it's actually gated by level so i think at some point at some point you're like oh i can throw out two cards i can throw out three cards i can throw out four cards and then as you do that like cards are being put into your hand as you're pulling cards out of this deck so you're on a time limit to like keep selecting another card until you hit your maximum and there's like this whole like counter thing where you're getting damage boosts from you know lining up certain card numbers and things like that um, and Botan Kaisos Origin has some of that, but it's definitely a different iteration of that in a way that I always just felt like it wasn't implemented nearly as well. Um, and then there's like a lot of repeat levels and stuff, but, um, hmm, hmm. It, the problem is I don't think I have particularly strong feelings of Botan Kaitos Origins because of it. Like, like it's like, oh, you're you're doing this this modification of what this previous previous very very deep and intricate combat system already. You're doing an iteration on that, and it it doesn't feel particularly um. It doesn't feel as as unique, but it also tried to fix some problems, which took away some of the depth of the other combat system. I felt like, um. And so it's, it's just like, yes, this, this combat system is slightly more accessible, but also not as good. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
I always say this. I think Monolith Soft does best when they make like a new original combat system. So whenever they're like, oh, let's do another thing on top of this previous thing, it very rarely works out. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 might be the uh, <laughs> might be the exception to that. As much of a train wreck as Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is, that video, um, I didn't get to work on it this week. I've been working on the website all week. I'm sorry. So um, I will maybe work on it this weekend. We'll see. I don't know. It def- it's definitely coming. It's coming. It's coming. You just don't know when it's going to hit you. So I guess that's going to do it for this week. Bonkaitos Origins. I remember liking the characters a lot. There's also a cool little twist in there if you played the original Bot and Kaitos. So if you if you play original Bot and Kaitos, I recommend Origins. I think it might be getting expensive now. I think that's why I have it with me, because I brought a bunch of expensive games with me. Don't tell anyone. Um <laughs> I brought like the most valuable stuff with me just so I can hold on to it because I at my other house, I have no guarantee that that stuff is gonna be uh in good condition when I receive it, so my cross my fake crossing crossing my fingers that they will but uh hopefully no dogs will pee on any of my other stuff there uh hopefully they do not bite and eat any of that stuff or no hopefully nobody steals that stuff yeah that's gonna do it for this week thanks for listening um and i feel like i don't really have too much more to say i kind of i kind of spilt my guts at the beginning of this episode so um i feel like i kind of hit what i need to hit i got my hit um at the beginning so um yeah um, uh as as terms of just playing stuff i'm still just playing dragon quest heroes 2 uh i streamed a little Star Fox, so that was kind of fun i'm gonna play more Star Fox. i think just in my free time though i don't think i want to stream it streaming streaming a game like that is very difficult and i didn't like it because i couldn't really talk so it really was the stream like 45 minutes of me or, or more like two hours of me just going <clears throat> oh no <clears throat> and stuff like that and i didn't i didn't like that i don't like that's a boring stream um, so yeah, I'll have to think about that more when you're streaming, when I'm streaming games, but Hey, yeah, yeah. Um, for now, um, I, I still have some stuff that I could try to put out the next week, but, um, we'll see if it happens. I probably should, I probably should put something out, but it's just not going to be, it's not going to be the, the peak of my content creation it's probably gonna be something that's kind of like eh, you know that that is definitely an article that you have written <laughs> so so yeah we're in this show now thanks for listening i hope you guys have a great week um e3 is coming up soon i'm not going to e3 or anything but you know that's always fun to talk about sometimes phantom dust two three phantom dust two return of phantom dust two that's what i want